Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. I am actually capable of multitasking. The only one in this room who's capable of multitasking, I might add. Uh. See? <laughs> <laughs> He shut down to do that, and then all all function came back. So... Related to that, because you brought it up, Resident Evil 3 is getting a remake. Yep. I want to point out that I bloody called it <laughs> back in 2016. You know, when everyone was going, oh my God, Resident Evil 2, can we now have Resident Evil 3? Like, even before it was released, people mm. were asking for Resident Evil 3, right? I'll point out, Resident Evil 2, before even Resident Evil 2 was released, they'd already teased it. Mm. Right? In we're talking like November 2016, before Resident Evil 2 was released, before Resident Evil 3 was even a twinkle in the eye of the randos on the internet going, please, Resident Evil 3 remake. Right? November 2016, the music video for Don't Be Afraid, which is a Japanese rock band, Luck and Shell put out. It was released as a VR app for the PlayStation. You could put your VR helmet on and you play the music video and it plays out for you and you could kind of look around as if it's a 3D scene. And in it are enemies from Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, including Nemesis. So I knew it was going to happen. Hmm. Regardless of whether Resident Evil 2 was a commercial success or not, I knew it was going to happen. Hmm. So I hate to say I told you so. So, G, what are your questions? <laughs> you had some questions written down, I believe. No, I had some answers. You had some answers? Yeah. Oh, you didn't I'm have any questions? I'm not prepared. Oh, well, that's all right. Oh, good time. Lord. <laughs> you know what happens when I ask questions? I end up with more questions. <laughs> not good. No, that's just involves more work for everyone. Yeah, I'm that's not true. That cruel. We can, we can't we can't be dealing with that W word. No, 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 no. What's wrong with wombats? No, no, no. What? What's wrong with wombats? What's right with them? True. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what video games don't have enough of. Wombats. Yes. <laughs> wombat simulator. We Mortal had Wombat. Simulator, Mortal Wombat. They're wombats are everything I can deduce about wombats essentially leads me to the conclusion that they are sort of like marshmallows with claws. Fairy little bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not getting beat, by the way. Marshmallows with claws sounds like a Pokemon. There should be more wombats in video games. There's an ice cream in Pokemon. That when it... But one of the things is when you're in a stadium, you can gigamax, which means they turn massive for three turns, right? It's like huge. And when you gigamax that one, it turns into a wedding cake. I kid you not. It actually turns into a wedding cake. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I think, Podcast no, over. Nope. No, that video gaming has now officially jumped to the shark. Or the cake, as it may be. I won't bother. I like All cakes. logical conclusions should be left at the door. That's it, right? In the, in the annals of history, it will go down as, yes, the Pokemon company, they obviously were smoking something, and you have to fight a gigantic wedding cake. 
Well, there's a there's a, a Pokemon that's essentially a blue pelican, right? Complete with the crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. And if you teach it a move called Seth, it's got a one in, I think it's twelve chance of uh, once you use Seth because it like uses it and the Seth uh, the wave goes over it, Pokemon itself and hits the enemy. Yeah. It can have a fish in its mouth, mm-hmm. and the next move it fires the fish out as physical damage. Yes, and as a, I do, obviously. Yeah, and there's a rare. There's a rare actual occasion where, um, when the wave goes over, it's got a Pikachu in its mouth. And when it shoots it at the enemy, it hits it for electric damage. But it's, it's not sort of like in its mouth. You've got like the tail and feet wiggling. Yes. Until it takes its next move and fires it out. Which is weird to see. I saw that. I wasn't happy it was used against me, but it was quite funny. Okay. So let's say 2020 then. What are you looking forward to? What are you both looking forward to in 2020? What's, if you'll pardon the expression, Squidge, what in 2020 that has been announced has tickled your metaphorical pickle? My proverbial pickle. Your yeah. proverbial T- tickled pickle. Tickled my proverbial pickle. Not the metaphorical one? No, proverbial. Is that in the drawer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The drawer that's locked and is never allowed to be used again. Uh, I mean, I think I'd be killed if I didn't say Final Fantasy VII. Okay, the remake for Final Fantasy VII, okay. Just for reasons of survival, saying that, I'm looking forward to it. Apparently, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not looking that far ahead. That way, it's a, it's a nice surprise when things do pop up, as it were. Okay. Fair um, I am looking forward to Borderlands Three coming to Steam, so I can play it with this rep a bit. Unfortunately, that's in April, which is a bit of. <laughs> so, if I had the Epic Store, I could play Borderlands Three already. Yes. When it comes out on Steam, can I play with the people who are on Steam? I don't know. If I'm on the Epic Store. Because presumably um, it would go through Ubi's? Not Ubi. Yeah, Ubi, no. Who makes Borderlands? Gearbox. Gearbox. Yeah, so it would go through their servers, not through Steam. Because like, at that point, Steam and Epics is like an implementation detail, right? It shouldn't matter. It's just like the facade that they use to sell you the game, right? <laughs> yeah. or, is this, or is this not a question that anyone's asked yet? Probably have. Ooh. Just no one's answered it. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they would do it because it's it's two different launches, isn't it? Epic yeah, Star has it, its own specific launch. I don't launcher. think they would do it because, like, it's the same game. Because otherwise, they would need to produce two separate type, two separate versions of the game. Mm. One for the Epic Store and one for the Steam Store. And really, when you're playing online with an online game, you know, if you load a game via Steam, Steam doesn't handle all the network stuff. It doesn't connect you with other players. Mm. It's the game talking to the server, right? So you just assume that the game is talking to Gearbox's server or whoever. I just hope that they're not going to bring out patches every 10 seconds like they have. Well, you would hope. That's really put me off. You would hope. The PS4. By um, that point... The Epic CEO and founder Tim Sweeney recently confirmed Borderlands 3 crossplay between Epic Game Store and Steam players. Nice. There you go. I'm still See? not getting an Epic, though. I'll get it on Steam. Hopefully they'll have the Game of the Year edition going by then. Okay. Or you pay, like, Five or six quid extra and you get the season pass. So what would you want to see as an extra in the Borderlands 3 game of the year? If you could, if you were, if you were given a budget of a million dollars and told you, yeah. I, I, would, I was <laughs> trying to I'm stop off. him, right? <laughs> and I, if you were given the budget. Tijuana, here I come. <laughs> you were, <laughs> I thought she told you to stop calling. <laughs> well, I'd have a million pounds, would I? Uh, uh, yeah, no, money, you'd, money have, just 10 you'd have like £800,000 because of a convert. But let's say you had a million dollar budget that right. you had to spend in the game 
to develop something like a story or an event or something for Borderlands 3 for the Game of the Year edition to add in, what would you add in? For the Steam version? Yeah. I can answer that. I think, I'm thinking I can beat you to it. Oh, wait, Playable wait, wait. Tiny Tina. Okay, that wasn't my answer, but that's now my that's answer. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the Steam edition, it would be very simply all the community events bullshit that they've had on Epic that we've not had access to and won't be able to. Right, okay. It's not... Not fair, man. Stamps foot, etc. Yes. Uh, yeah, they've had the Halloween event, they've got the Christmas event, blah, 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 blah. Um, all with limited edition things tied into it. Mm. Um, why aren't we allowed that? Actually, I'd, I'd make it because it's Christmas, right? My idea. I'd make it a twofer. Tiny Tina and Mad Moxie. It's playable characters. I think it should be a right laugh. But yeah. it'd have to be where you hold the gun, you just see, like, boobs at the bottom. <laughs> Constantly. The... <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, yeah, there should be a glitch where periodically, if a weapon is, like, a large <laughs> weapon, you can't actually sight it. Yeah. Because the boobs get in the way. You can't you, you, you can't sight anything. It's just fire from the hip, as it were. FNAF, FNAF. Another euphemism for it. Shoot from the hip. Yes. Shoot from the hip, yeah. So they have <laughs> that face. So they have to team up, right? What, what, what is it that Mad Moxie does that Tiny Tina doesn't that they need? Tiny Tina is certifiably insane. Why would they need to team up? Well, they wouldn't. You just get them as DLC characters. Ah, right. So it wouldn't be a story. It'd just be you could play as them. yeah. yeah. Tiny Tina's certifiably insane, but would be hilarious to listen to. So you kind of like Krieg. You've spent a million dollars generating two skins. No, two separate characters, all with their own unique dialogue, because all the characters talk. I like yeah, like it's, this it's, one it's unique. Far more, far more involved than just skins. Okay. Far. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> Part of the joy of the Borderlands series for me as a player has always been the the dialogue, not just of the the scripted story events but of the character that you play meat bicycle says everything doesn't it and the swearing well, shotgun I suppose <laughs> the boganella <laughs> uh, yeah if See I could have dolls. a build if I could have a build wait is the Bane's not in pre-sequel is it no, no. it's just the shotgun I would have a build which was the boganella and the Bane if I could just screaming and then random yeah. Aussie swearing screaming and then swearing yeah Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Because that's, that's all the bit. Pretty when, much when you sums shoot. up my actual life, so. You know, <laughs> it wouldn't even be role play anymore. Yeah! <laughs> it's those creature comforts. Exactly. <laughs> Go with what you know. Yes. Um, I would have to say, yeah, I mean, you talking about the meat bicycle line. My favourite is always the one where if you're idling as Krieg, um, eventually he will sit there and ponder some of the greater mysteries of life. Krieg is a character, for those who don't know, he's a, a psycho. Um, except he didn't begin as a psycho. He has an internal voice which is quite rational and sane and normal. And on occasion it talks to him and is trying to get out and resume control of his physical form. Not very successfully, as evidenced by not necessarily the the seduction line of the the psycho trailer, but um, oh, with Maya, the 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 bit where he's 
his internal voice is trying to get him to express to Maya, the, the siren, yeah. how amazing she is to Krieg or the alternate for mind of Krieg, the sane one. Um, and he's like, tell her this, tell her this, tell her this, tell her blah, 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 blah. All these incredible attributes and how mind-blowing she is to him. Um, and then Creek the Psycho opens his mouth and bellows, I'm the conductor of the poop train! <laughs> and the only way he sort of gets in a good grace is, is she's shooting at him. She thinks he's a psycho and he, the internal voice is, tell her this, tell her that. And out of nowhere, there's a bandit behind her. And he just yells, watch out, pretty lady! And he throws his axe and saves her life. At which point he sort of stood there, little sheepish, and she just smiles. And that was a cinematic intro to the Creed character, but playing him, um, yeah. If you if you stand an idol long enough, there are several different random lines that he'll come out with, and I would have to say that aside from the possible hint, which was rudely, rudely nixed about Creed actually being Tina's dad, yeah, he is. You know it, Randy. Um, Unless Krieg is only the name of the psycho, mm-hmm. not the person that he was before. Possibly. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> but yes, it, same voice is um, quietly wondering to himself, why aren't my fingers in somebody's eyes? <laughs> why aren't my fingers in somebody's eyes? And he just repeats this over and over and over, gradually getting more and more and more psychotic until eventually he's like why are my fingers in somebody's eyes <laughs> and that's just while well, he stood there doing nothing <laughs> I know there's one of them where he just, he just starts screaming doesn't he yeah. Yeah. for no reason <laughs> one of his skills gives you an increased chance when using the melee attack to actually hit yourself <laughs> he's a Sublime character to play. Absolutely. So, the Borderlands 3 Game of the Year edition, Krieg DLC. You just play as, like, an act, just a storyline specifically well, for him. Would you play that? I would play an exploration of the Krieg character. Definitely. So, without like a, a shadow of a doubt. Sideline DLC. I don't know that I would need to play as Krieg again. Mm. I think. He's had his time and place as a playable character, and I absolutely love to play as Krieg. As soon as I discovered a working build for him... That's a fire explosion. Yeah, yeah, the the Firehawk one, which essentially my main aim is to get hit and lose my shield, and then to keep the effect of the specific shield that you have equipped um, running for as long as possible... Um, on the basic premise that if I'm playing in co-op, I want to actually physically blind my friends. <laughs> because the Firehawk shield, which you run um, for this specific build, once it's depleted for X amount of time, it does this gigantic flaming aura dome effect, AOE effect, that expands outwards and pulses. No, over in it. Yeah. Um, one of Krieg's other skills... Um, don't know why it's actually a skill, but it increases the delay before your shield be- begins to recharge and the Nova cancels. So 
My main aim is to keep that running for a minimum of 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> destroying frame it. rates and eyes <laughs> hey. of my co-players. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not playing properly, frankly. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of other excellent builds, Blood Explosion Centred ones. Um, there are lots that work in a much less aggressively anti-co-op fashion, but <laughs> frankly... The Firehawk is the most hilarious to me, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yes, going back to your previous point, I would definitely play an exploration of Krieg's history um, and backstory. I'm not sure how keen I would be to revisit him as a character, despite my undying love for the man. It's just <laughs> incredible. Tina, definitely, definitely. We need to play as Tina at some point. I'm I'm holding back because I've obviously I've played the game and completed it. I'm not saying anything spoilerific in front of him because he will kill me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying anything to do with the story. But yeah, yeah we need to. You'll play be Tina. waiting for the PC version mm-hmm. to play it properly, right? Yes. I've barely even seen gameplay footage. Wow. I have done my utmost. You just gotta wait till April now. Until it gets released. I'll yeah. be right there with you. Yeah. That's it. It's definitely it's got to happen. Okay. So Borderlands Three on the PC for Steam then mm. is the big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else that's coming out? That's pretty much it. Is it? Yeah. Because I, I don't um, I don't think Registry Remake is going to be released next year. Could be wrong. Could be like November time. Yeah, it'll be the back end of the year. So. Mm. Let's see. We are on PC. We are due to get Detroit Become Human on the 12th of this month. Mm. Um, it's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah this, this week. week. Yeah, yeah, this week, yeah. Yeah. Um, Watam, W-A-T-T-A-M. It's by the same guy behind Katamari Damacy and Nobby Nobby Boy. Is it Keita Takahashi? Mm-hmm. So that promises to be absolute bonkers. Of course. <laughs> um, I believe you can actually befriend poop in it. You can become the conductor of the poop train. <laughs> well, odd you should mention that. Apparently lots <laughs> of the different characters um, play harmony, well, play like melodies that can be harmonised. Right. So you really can become the conductor of the poop train. Oh, <laughs> Um, I like it. Uh, Let's see. What else have we got? Uh, Some game that we probably don't know much about. Um, I can't say I've heard of it before, and I've certainly never spoken to the developer the other week. Well, to one of the original developers the other week. Commandos 2 HD Remaster. Mm. 24th of January. Chief will be excited about that. He likes a bit of Commandos. He can't play it for anything. Fair. He likes the game. And then there's kind of a bit of a Is it another blank spell? window for a month or so, month or two. We've got Gods and Monsters um, end of February, which is coming out from Ubi. Um, so you knew it's going to be good. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else? Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex 
Oh my goodness. What a tease. If I actually had the funds and the visual capabilities for VR, I would get that game. And I am at this point so over Half-Life, personally. Everyone is. I have a friend who, he's almost become a meme in his own right. Baggins. Um, (laughs) By mentioning this, obviously, Half-Life 3 confirmed, because that is the meme as far as he's concerned. Most things are Half-Life 3 confirmed. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got Resi 3 before um, Half-Life 3. Yeah. Just think about that says that. a lot, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alex, one of the key things about the, the Alex experience that really made me sit up and go, oh, to myself was there's just this little snippet where you've got one hand in a terminal operating. I believe it's a, like a health terminal to regen and you are leaning around the terminal on both sides shooting your gun with the other hand because it's a VR experience. Um, and it was just something that was just so simple and yet it just looked perfect. So perfectly implemented. It seemed like everything that I would really, really enjoy. I think it's that and I think people want to play Fetch with Dog. That'd be awesome, man. Oh, yeah. My question is, is Cyberpunk now yet? No, it's not. Uh, that is on the list. It's March, isn't it? Because um, I thought it was 16th before. of March. Mm. Really? I thought it was out way it, before that. It was, and they then it was it back, not. Maybe. They pushed it back. Um, right. Could only be a good thing, though. Yeah, I mean, they'll be done when I, it's done, you know? Yeah. Mm. Certainly it's, from this, this developer, I am of a mind where... Okay, I will. I will happily eat that delay because I'd rather have a good game than a game on time. <laughs> yeah, simple as that, really. Um, yeah, so we've got Cyberpunk's in March. Um, Dying Light Two is out tentatively spring of twenty twenty. Um, so there'll be lots more first-person parkouring. Such an anticlimactic ending to that game. I still have yet to finish that game. Um, System Sorry. Shock Remastered. Oh, really? Uh, with early actual... 2020. Is, is the control still messed up, though? That's why I need to know. I hope so. Yeah. And if they don't have... It's not um, System Shock unless you've got to remap everything. Yeah, if they don't have proper realistic toilet experiences, then I'm not interested. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, eleventh of February, as far as I can tell. So you haven't got long to prepare yourself. Exactly. I'm I'm punching puppies in preparation <laughs> as we speak to get myself emotionally hardened and resilient. That's what video games don't have enough of. Puppy punching. Puppy yes. punching in all of its forms. Okay. <laughs> I mean, surely there's only one form, and that is you grab a puppy. And you punch it. The Waffling Tailors <laughs> does not advocate any kind of animal violence, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a dubious okay, by the way. Uh, Bloodlines <laughs> 2 is out in March. Um, I am... Oh, yeah. yeah appreciative that. of that. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed... I, personally, I even enjoyed the first vampire game. What, Masquerade Redemption? Yeah. 
I enjoyed that one personally. That um, was weird. It had terrible inventory management, but yeah. it wasn't. A, a Templar gets turned to a vampire. Yeah. That's how it starts. It's good. It goes on. It was known when you're in but combat. But then Bloodlines altered it completely, shifted it to a first person perspective. Um, but you could go third person. Yeah, but. But best person to play as, I can't remember the name of the the class, but it was the one where they're, they're all like away with the fairies, wispy. I can't remember what the class name's called. Oh, but it's one where you get the really weird dialogue options. Yeah. I call it a Harley Quinn. <laughs> can't remember that the name. That is going to oh. really vex me now, um, to the point where I might actually have to look that up in a minute. Because yeah. Yeah. it was that, you had that, where um, you had really weird, floaty conversations. And then if you chose to be a Nosferatu, Nosferatu, sorry, you couldn't go above ground because it freaked people out. Because obviously vampires exist in the real world, but mm. if they saw you, it would freak you out, so you had to navigate everywhere through tunnels underground, lest you be hunted down. I am actually having to look it up because that's really annoying me now. <laughs> I, I, get, I get my kicks in certain ways. An annoying G is one of them. I think um, 2020 is the year of the role-playing game, you know. You reckon? Yeah, JRPG, CRPG, whatever kind of RPG you're thinking of. We've got Bloodlines 2. We've got Final Fantasy 7. Mm. We've got the part world... One. Sorry? Part 1. Part 1, yes, sorry, yep. Yep, because it's part 1 of many. Because mm. um, it's not even the first disc of the original PlayStation game. what you get, yeah. Um, and there's the werewolf one, which sounds a lot like M Vampire Masquerade. Well, there was a... They released the, they, they released, the, the werewolf based on a, um, what was the subtitle of that? But White Wolf did um they did Vampire the Masquerade and then they did a werewolf one as well. And I can't remember if they released any more along that line. And the clan that you're looking at is the Malkavians. Malkavians, that's the one, yeah. Yeah. Quite easily manipulate people in conversation trees as well. Mm. Just some of the answers you get as well. Just to want of a better phrase, back crazy. Well, yes, that was the whole part mm. of the the whole premise. What else? I... Oh, Kerbal 2. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Sometime from March mm. to sometime up to April of the following year. Um, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Um, originally slated for around now-ish. Um, there's some confusion as to when it's out because they've passed the original now-ish um, so we're venturing further and further from the now and I'm waiting on a release date for Atomic Heart mm. which just looks my kind of insane yeah. um, so doubtless that will go on Epic and I'll be really angry um So veering off slightly, mm -hmm. best and worst games of the year. Ooh, best and I've, worst. I've got a couple of doozies. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to lead with worst here. Anthem. <laughs> the game has been rebooted already. I really bought into the hype train. Mm. Thankfully, I didn't buy into the franchise. <laughs> 
hype train, not the franchise. The hype train was amazing. Mm. Pushed all the right buttons, but that's EA. They know how to do that. Um, similar to the original Watchdog. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. It held such promise and sadly turned out to be a largely empty game. Mm. Um, a lot of flying and same quests over and over again. Mm, bad matchmaking. Mm. Bad quests. Um, and I mean, stories have emerged that it was as much to do with Bioware in-house um, mm. as anything. I mean, they had um, mismanagement. They had a very demanding, overly extended crunch um, to the point where half the game development appeared to be crunch. Mm. And that's just... I don't work in development. And even I'm like, that's surely not how you should do it. Mm-hmm. You have humans working for you. Um, and then obviously there's all the, the formulaic ac- accusations that one would routinely level at EA. Mm. And then aside from any of the usual unsatisfactory end product complaints, it had a chance of completely bricking your PS4. And even as a currently pretty much purely PC player, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah. So yeah, top of my list. For, for bad, bad games would definitely be Anthem. Disappointing games. Generation Zero. Yeah. Mm. It really seemed like it might be my kind of thing. Kind of a Left for Dead. Mm. Cooperative. First person shooter survival. Bunch of teens come back from holiday in, you know, in the 80s and Sweden and there's a bunch of mad alien robots kicking around the countryside, taking over. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Kind of like Red Dawn set in different Yeah, countries. exactly. Yeah. Red Dawn, but with robots. What's mm. not to like? And they just shot themselves in the front. Well, yeah. Most people are talking about the blandness of the game. Whether that be in terms of just the landscape itself. Um, or the actual, the, the just the feel mm. of the title. It's it's largely receiving negative, um, and at best on Steam has mustered mixed review status, and has held steady at that. Um, I might give it a look if it goes on sale. I might give it a, another proper look, but it's. It's not receiving any kind of positive press as far as I can see. So it's, it's one to be sadly wary of. Have you um, a good one? Can I just really quickly interrupt with this breaking news? Mm. As of seven minutes ago, 2K announced that Cloud Chamber Studio is officially working on a new Bioshock game. A new Bioshock game? That's, That's what all. they're saying. Revisiting. Hey, no, we've just had recently. We've had the the HD. Yeah, remakes. The, the HD releases. Oh, yeah. new. If it well, if, hello. If they do it more akin to the first game, and not infinite, not more with infinite, but I preferred the first game with the horror elements there. Instead of infinite, where it's more escort, a good escort quest. Don't get me wrong, but it's, yeah, I preferred the first one. Because it, 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 had, it had more atmosphere. 
So here's part of the press release. 2K today announced the founding of Cloud Chamber, the newest holy game uh, development studio underneath the company's publishing label. A collective storytellers, a collective of storytellers eager to publish the front lines of interactive entertainment by making unique, entertaining and thoughtful experiences that engage the world. Cloud Chamber will build its team at two locations. 2K's San Francisco Bay Area headquarters in Novato, California, as well as Yes, as well as Montreal, <laughs> Quebec, which may as well be Rapture, um, which marks the first ever Canadian office for the 2K studio. In addition, 2K announced that Cloud Chamber has, start, has started work on the next iteration of the globally acclaimed Bioshock franchise, which will be in development for the next several years. Hmm. So have you got... um? I'm screaming back to the thing. Have you got a, Sorry, yep. a game that's impressed you this year? Good game of the year? Or has it been a bit mediocre? So you've been hitting Destiny 2 pretty hard this year. Yeah, that has unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, drawn most of my focus of the year. Um, but that's as much a, a social thing for me as anything else. Mm. Um, I'll have to have a think about that, because that was not in the questions... Bleep, bleep, bleep. Well, I, I said game of the year and worst game of the year. You went for disappointing and worst. I made it clear. It doesn't have to be a new game of the year, just your game of the year. Mm. Yeah, well, Phil, I know what it is. <laughs> Go on, then. Destiny 2. Um, <laughs> given the vast quantity of time that I've <laughs> sunk into that game, possibly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It might be reasonable. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm, yes, yeah. maybe. Mine? Mine? No. Yeah. <laughs> you cut me short on the bad games. Keep going if you want. I mean, actually, these are kind of just dishonourable mentions, because... I like that dishonourable mentions. Um, it was actually a released November 2018. Still mention it, why not? Okay. Ow. Overkill's Walking Dead. So glad I didn't buy that. Again. Yeah. It, I mean, from all the trailers that he chucked my way, it did look really impressive. God. The cinematic trailers were really... The, the doctrine here. Really, really good. But they were cinematic trailers. They told stories um, and didn't necessarily portray anything to do with the game other than the main character for each one of the cinematic trailers was a playable character. At this point, we are at the point where rendered on-the-fly in-game quality graphics is at a point where you shouldn't have to rely on cinematics, pre-rendered cinematics for your trailers. like um, The latest Spider-Man game. Yeah. That's all on the fly. Like the 90s and the early 2000s, maybe up until 2004, 2005, a lot of video games used pre-rendered footage and had to have, at least in the UK, the little disclaimer along the bottom of the screen, not in-game footage footage and Mm -hmm. all that, not actual footage of in-game whatever, because people would think, oh my God, look at the graphics, but we're, we're at the point now where you're wasting time outsourcing to, and then at that point, you need to ask, what is the quality of the game like that they don't have the faith in showing you the actual product 
in wanting to get you to buy it. Mm. I I approve that sentiment mm-hmm. for sure. I would rather see the actual game mm-hmm. than any flashy cinematic. Depends on the game. Well, no, because like um, I've I've got a, a worst game of the year coming up. That's gonna as as good that. as the any video footage and um, cinematics that they've put out for uh, Cyberpunk. Watching the guy play it at EGX was amazing. Like, they had the huge speakers, you felt the explosions, it was an experience. But just watching that footage being played out, watching someone play through the game, and actually seeing them playing, and watching him actually get off that he got shot a few times or got knocked <laughs> over, mm. it's proving that it is actually being played real in front of you. Mm. And just seeing that seamless transition of Since stuff. Since um, the debacle of, uh, was it Alien Colonial Marine? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that game when it finally came out. I mainly because I, I enjoyed that trailers. game when it came out, but not actually when it came out out, but when I eventually bought it, like seven eight months down the line, when I knew it was going to be basically a pretty sale. turd game. Yeah. And I played it quite a lot with a bunch of friends. I was enjoying it, but by the same token, the amount of trailers now where I can see the camera on wheels and they're touting it as this is an actual walkthrough of our game. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. <laughs> I recognise this camera movement. I recognise <laughs> this specific thing. Um, Fool me once. And it always makes me <laughs> dubious. Always. If you can't show even five, ten seconds of your living, breathing, metaphorically speaking, but your actual game working why should I have faith in that title Mm -hmm. why should it catch my attention as anything other than (laughs) not finished Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah trailers sort it out Um, Mm. but yes Overkill's Walking Dead arcing back to my original point Mm. the lack of follow up and correction for another badly flawed release um is really kind of why I felt it earned this mention. And similarly, uh, perhaps even more notably, Fallout 76. Oh, he took it from me. Bugger. Um, I think, though, that Fallout 76's release, promotion, and overall lack of quality... And banning players who play the game. Yeah, the, everything about Fallout 76. There is no way it can't end up on everyone's list of worst games of the year. Hmm. I, mean, I mean, you were, you were the, telling the, me... The subscription service that. is the same price yeah. as Xbox Live mm-hmm. and PSN combined mm-hmm. for a broken subscription service. Yeah, the, the calamity of this game just doesn't seem to stop um, spiralling out of control. The, really. the, you the, were, you the were, initial idea for it was good. Where you can play with other people post-apocalyptic, you find nuclear launch codes, blah blah blah. But you know the the, the promise of an all singing, all dancing circus dog, right? It's going to be thin, do backflips and stuff. Turned out to be a bulldog and a tutu. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not entertaining, but it's Even not what you were then, promised. An asthmatic, pre-diabetic bulldog and a tutu with no legs. Well, one leg. <laughs> okay, one leg. Can't be that cruel. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Bethesda have become 
a joke? Well, no. They've become... <laughs> I, I shudder to use the phrase, but they've become a meme of themselves. Yeah. You know, is this a bug or a feature? Yes. <laughs> Everybody thought, ha, 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 that was funny back when it first was put out on the internet. And now it's... They've made a secondary career of pushing out games, particularly Fallout and Elder Scrolls franchises, that are so bug-ridden, they're the stuff of legend. Mm-hmm. And the ongoing disastrous handling of uh, 76 just, uh, in air quotes, elevates this title to an almost transcendental level of up frankly. So, it's, so bad it's, it's good. But it even goes past that. It, it goes through the so bad it's good just mm. back to plain bad. Mm. And I mean the, they kind of lost me in 4 with the, the, the survival aspects of it. Mm. That was That's not my genre so it kind of turned me off um, for most of 4's cycle. Uh, 76 caught my eye and I didn't buy into it, and I feel I dodged another howitzer yeah. really there. The thing that sort of made me cautious was how you can have a VAT system in a multiplayer game. Mm. It pauses time so you can quick aim, and all it does is it slightly slows down time, right. ever so slightly. So you can, if you're quick enough, and the skills are there, you can get a, a fine aim shot, mind mm. you. You don't really need to, because from all I've seen, the enemies either run into dangers and kill themselves, or they just glitch in place so you can shoot them. Hmm. It's a glitch fest. It's it's just glitched the game. Actually, no, it's not. There's one worse than that this year. So what would be on your list then, Squidges? Is the the dishonourable w- mention is Fallout seventy six because it's not going to be the worst game. So that was going to ask. Uh, that was going to answer my question. I was going to say, is Fallout seventy six on your worst, or is there something even worse? There's something worse. It's called glitch the video game. Uh, no correction. That's what I call it. Okay. What it's actually called is WWE Two K Twenty. I've not played it. I've heard the stories. I haven't either, and I wanted to get it because I've I've got them every year since I got the three hundred and sixty. So from two thousand seven onwards, before they were called to uh, WWE Two K, right? Yeah. I got them all the way back from then, and I c- I know why it's gone so buggy because halfway through the development, it was somewhat along the lines of change developers. I don't like a developer no more. So they took all the files to a different developer where they had to try and put it all together. Perfect. Saying, Just what you want. Saying that the graphics from WWE 2K20, mm. 2K8, 2008, they got better graphics than 2K20. So what that says to me, right, is that whoever had made the decision, they were shown a, this is a minimum viable demo version this is in no way near complete this is for want of a better phrase which may trigger the wrestling fans the MVP Mm. this shows you the menus it shows you the general idea in which we are going and whoever made the decision went I don't like that because I get the feeling that's a finished product so we're going to kick you out and get someone else to finish it off that's what it says to me as someone who is a developer it's like the opposite of movie directors who get shown a you know, we can do this. We can make your monster big and stompy and rah at the camera. And he goes, it's in. And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the film. Yeah, it's sorted. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a real shame because previous title is really fun. 
Um, I get them every year. I just, I'll be honest, I like kicking the shit out of John Cena. Um, <laughs> I, I get a perverse pleasure. From but you can't the see crap out of him. I know that's the problem. When, when he does his taunt, that's it. I'm, he I've disappears. Lost. Yeah. So I've, I've got to lay into him really fast. Yeah. Um, but it, it had so much promise, and then not just the graphics, the story mode. So I've seen a lot of like voice acting from the story mode. I heard it and seen it in the scene, and I'm just thinking they they didn't even dial it in. They must have ripped it from other products you that see, have similar lines because it's just. Ugh. You talk about you, I think you said dial it, and I think you meant phone it in, but that's fine. You talk about your trailers, which don't show you the quality of the product. The trailer for WWE 2K20 was... Wasn't that live action? Yeah, it was live action and just footage of the real wrestlers walking about the place. At a party. Should have told you everything you needed to know. Then one of the first females in the front cover wrestling game smashed down from the ceiling, Mm. got something to eat, plopped it in Hulk Hogan to drink. He had a face like a slap and then wandered off to talk to someone else. Yeah, it was all live action. And you saw a few screenshots from the game. It's Glitch City. It completely which, is. Which it, makes it, me wonder. It puts Assassin's Creed Rogue to shame. And Unity. It puts that game to shame. That's how many glitches there are. Not just sort of like graphical glitches, like gameplay glitches, so one person will get tangled in the ropes, constantly spinning. And then the the, the other wrestler and the, the ref will sort of like walk on their knees around the place and you can't grab anyone. <laughs> and then parts of the face will just disappear, so you see eyeballs and teeth and hairdo. So it makes me wonder how much of the game the team that put the trailers together had to actually play in order to get some video footage that was actually useful for the few seconds that it's on screen. It's all intros, though. The actual gameplay footage is people coming down from the ramp, Mm. which is not where the glitches are. It's the gameplay in the ring. Which tells you everything you need to know. Now, every every wrestling game has had glitches. There's there's always funny glitches where you, you... the, the odd one where you'd like do a move, you'd smack them onto the back and then they fly into the, the crowd. Yeah. Which is fair oh, enough. You, you get them every so often, but yeah. this is like after 20 minutes of gameplay, including menus, this start happening. It goes back to it. If you've got a salesperson who isn't willing to show you the product that they're trying to sell you, they're a shyster. Mm. We should be treating these video game companies as such. If they're not willing to show you the actual footage of an actual game being played on their, like an instance of the game being played in the marketing materials, no one should buy it because you, you don't want to show me the product. So you have that little faith in your product. So I'm not going to buy it till you show me the product. I mean, from the, from the sales and stuff from 2K20, there's, there's serious talk about cancelling next year's because they would have started developing it by now. But there's a cut off point in mm. the, the next year where they get like storylines and stuff yep. mm-hmm. sorted and then they start developing it for like a October-November release and the serious talks about not bothering because of how badly it's been bungled mm-hmm. and I was actually considering buying the full lot as in the, the, the biggest special ed like I did last year Whereas turned everything on its head, I already mentioned Fallout 76 and like and glitch the game. Um, my game of the year has to be Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, Castlevania one, not the not the TV one that came out before. Mm-hmm. Is it Bloodstained? 
Ritual of Night. So the, the, the fully 3D one that came out. That wasn't like the NES style one. The so, sequel to it. Yeah, Bloodstained is the... Um, it's just awesome. Is, Start to finish. I've played that multiple times. Castlevania-like game that isn't yeah. actually Castlevania. Yeah. It's um, it's fantastic. I, I got so stuck on the story a few times I had to look at where to go because the map's so huge. Not very good on the Switch, though. The Switch no, version it's, it's had bad. a lot of... Um, the excuse that the developers were, were giving was we didn't realise it would run this badly on the Nintendo Switch. And my thing is, did you not run it on the Nintendo Switch then? <laughs> Just pointed it across and hope for the best. Put, Copy, put a, paste, done. Put, put a neat yeah. little ball on it, a pat on his ass, send out the dog. Go on, you're released now. Yeah. So what's your... Have you got a disappointing game of 2019? Because you asked G the same thing. So. I mean, Fallout 76 is disappointing. I haven't played it. The, the only one of the three that I've mentioned so far I've played is uh, Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm. I mean, Bloodstained Symphony of the Night is tying with... It's it's a little bit higher than Pokemon. So I played that. I get them every year. And that's wow. only because it's it's been really... It's been released recently. That so is I, I, I put Bloodstained above it because I still go back to it and play it now and it came out in June. Mm. So I still go back and play it. Play it. I've just been looking back through some of the games that were released this year and I've actually just remembered Sekiro that would be on my to-do list I got that purely because he told me he could get killed by a giant black chicken exactly so I went on it, got up to the chicken, got killed by it and said right I've completed it yeah Uh, yeah, Sekiro on my thumbs up list Death Stranding just came out on PC Norman Norman Regis and his uh, magic fetus (laughs) <laughs> as Jacksepticeye put on his yeah. first thing I'm not going to claim that that's his thing Death Stranding is an Amazon Prime simulator mm. Mm. where you can pee at will delight um, I've actually been hearing not negative things about the new Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order Fallen Order yeah um, I, w- I really want to play that and I want to try out the, the turbo hamster with it. But whenever I go to the page, mm. it says you have to agree to a third party, you know, where you click to say yes to the text. Yeah, but that'll just be Origin. But it says here, and I don't want Origin on my PC. At all. Origin has improved Stop scanning people's standing. PCs? Um, yes, it's, it's limited the scanning to, I would say, no worse than Steam. Right. Because I'm just, I'm not a big fan of Origin scanning the entire content on my PC just for the hell of it. Something, something, open source software. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what the Epic Store and Steam are doing on your computer. I have full control of everything that happens on my PC at home. Something incriminating on it, I don't really care. That, no, that's not the point. No, that's not the point. What yeah. the, the, the point I'm getting at is... That I have full control over every line of code which is operated on on my computer. Hmm. So I don't need to have the fastest. I don't need to have oodles of RAM. I don't need to have the best graphics card. Because it's just cut out the that Because it's all open. Hmm. So I have full control over it. But anyway, yeah. Unfortunately, the games like that, if I want to play it, I have Windows. So. Yeah. 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 It's a cross so, yeah. so, all after that. 
the Jedi Fallen Order will only require Origin, which, as I say, yes, it started off shady as fuck. Um, and now they have kind of witnessed the backlash. By all accounts, vastly improved their behaviour mm. um, with regards to what Origin is allowed to do in the background. So yeah, I'm really tempted. Mm. And I'm really strapped for cash at the minute, but I really am tempted. Um, I just want lightsaber battles. And then Grand Theft Auto 2, PC. Mm. Came out the other week. Can't believe I forgot it when somebody was when I was asked initially. Games of 2019. (laughs) (laughs) That was very disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't accompany the thigh rubbing with. I hope that sweat running down my legs. (laughs) (laughs) That's staining. That's the stinger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Grand Theft Auto 2, high up there on the oh yeah list. The Macho Man level. Yeah. The yeah. Macho Man gauge. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, can't think of anything else. Okay. And for you, um, Mr. Switch with, with your intense gaming habits. That's true. They're very intense. Very intense. Sometimes he has to have a sandwich in between. I, it's really intense. I don't think I actually bought any new games this year. They're new to me, but not new re- released. Hmm. What's caught your attentions? So the, Yoshi's Crafted World was 20... No, not Woolly World then. No, not, not Yoshi's Woolly Willy. That was like 2016, because it was a Wii U game. Um, no. I did like... It, no, it was. It's a port of a Wii U game. Yeah, but it got released last year. Oh, fair enough. Uh, no, yeah, the Switch version did, but mm. the Switch version is a port of a... Anyway. Um, Resident Evil 2, I think, smashed all expectations. But that wasn't this year, was it? No, it was. It was this year. It was right at the beginning. You double-check, Squidge, while, double we're, check. while we're discussing it. Because, yeah, I think Resident Evil 2, for me, the remake of Resident Evil 2, was was the one that really smashed my expectations, at the very least. You know, the everything about it. The No, it was last year. Ah, oh, you see? Because, yeah, um, hang on. At least I'm pretty sure. No, it's 2019. It's this year. Um, uh, and, and that did, that did it for me because like the, the graphic system is January. So it was, yeah, it was the very beginning much, of the year. Pretty much scalable. You know, mm. you don't need a massively super powered computer. And if you actually look at how it looks, I don't usually say this, and I'm talking about a game filled with The Walking Dead, but they do look lifelike. The main characters look lifelike, mm. you know, enough to get past. They, they're not in the Uncanny Valley. They're outside of it. They're almost. There's still the the, the lack of um, life in the eyes and that, but it is everything else about the character movements and the 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 graphic system around it is it's it's outside of the uncanny valley for me you say there's a lack of life in the eyes are we talking polar express <laughs> no not that far yeah we're not talking we're not talking digital cyber demons we're not okay. talking <laughs> but, but okay. yeah yeah we're not that's, talking that's that far. the that's the hallmark of yeah it is yeah mm. <laughs> it's weird when you think about how many characters he actually played in that film mm. most of them yeah Mm. I try not to think about it too much. Mm. I blame Corridor Crew for my 
advancing knowledge of Polar Express. Because they go on about it so often. <laughs> <laughs> That's like their hallmark. Yeah, I don't think I've played that many new games that I can decide on a worst or a disappointing. Well, it's 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 your game of the year, so it doesn't have to be this year. Something played that this I year. played. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, do, I, I do, don't. Do, do. <laughs> I've only played good games. In that, like no, but like what I what I mean by that is because I don't play the newer titles as soon as they come out. I wait for not the we totally haven't been paid to review mm. this game. Like everything that's been written about yeah, Death Stranding. First two weeks. Yeah, right. I can wait a long time for a new game to start getting that level of crust, mm. you know. And that's when I will get it because I'm like, yeah, I'll get it Brush because I actually feel like I'm going to enjoy playing this game. Mm. So yeah, I haven't I haven't played anything that's been disappointing or has been a huge amount of bad, I guess, in that. Unless you're talking about the game that I built, which is pretty bad. Oh, the Mega Drive one. But it is for the Mega Drive. So yeah. So yeah, the Waffly Tellers does have a video game. It's of. it's still a better love story than Twilight. Yeah, that's true. Um but that feels like a really awkward segue, so I'll use it. <laughs> uh, to say that the Waffly Tellers are indeed working on a video game. By that, he means he's making a video game. Oh, you'll be working on it too. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it is going to be a new game, but not for a new machine. It's going to be for the Sega Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis, depending on where you live in the world. So, um, yeah, may even come up with a snazzy title for it and some artwork for it. But yeah, I've been, for those who have seen the Twitter feeds, and, and everything. I have been experimenting with building my own from the ground up, completely using my own code. So that's been fun to do. So then it's just a case of taking that and making a game out of it, which is going to be an interesting experience. But I've set myself the goal of get something that's vaguely playable, even if it's a minimum viable product mm. by the end of 2020. So we'll see if something happens. If it does, fantastic. If it to doesn't. EA. Sorry? And then market it to EA. Why not? <laughs> Let the crunch begin. Yeah. They'll just turn it into a, a Battle D- Royale game. A DLC first, yeah. Yeah, with mm-hmm. microtransactions. What, what I want EA is one of those cartridges with yellow tabs on them. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me of this amazing little game on the, I got it on Steam years ago, DLC Quest. Yes, I've got that. Yes. First bit of DLC, you're able to run left, yeah. and then you can jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going up ladders, Superb. DLC bot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Superb game. Yep. Oh dear. I might go home and play that. <laughs> it is a good game. It is a good game. Yeah. But yeah. I think that about does it for our end of year, Christmassy, end of 2019 mm. episodes. So this would be... The bit I'm talking on now will be episode 63, I think. Yeah. Which means... 61 to 1. If it, yeah, if it all plans out properly, that means that episode 64 will be the first one we release in 2020. Maybe we can do something about an eponymous, you know, related Nintendo hardware. Like the Virtual Boy. That's not what he told me to get on with. I might add. I do all the editing and the audio and stuff. I, he's, he's told me to do some of that's going to take a long time to do. So don't believe him. He's talking out of his... Where do I normally talk of? Exactly. 
That's why we're so scared while we're leaning back. Don't call him Sackley. That's right, Sackley. No, Squidgy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Visual gags, because they work on a podcast. Come on, read the script. (laughs) Anyway, you've wasted a large portion of 2019 listening to us reprobates talk about video games I can only apologise thank you ever so much and I'm so very very sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely check out the previous episode to this one where those three reprobates talk to Stu Cambridge because that was an amazing episode that should definitely be out by the time you hear this uh, unless you are Squidge uh, or me because uh, Squidge does the edit and then I sort of upload it and stuff hmm. um, so definitely check those out uh, and thank you ever so much for talking with us today gee it's been a pleasure as always for me absolute legend in Kirkland is G. absolutely we'll have to uh, see about perhaps doing some more of these in the in the new year see if any of our predictions I'm in for good games of the year come true because they may do they may not they may do but there you go um, Squidge Anything, any parting words for 2020, for, for 2019 into 2020? Twaddle. Gee, have you any parting words? <laughs> I've got a question for what remains of the audience. Oh. What's your favourite Commodore 64 soundtrack? Ooh. That's a good one. I like that. Send your answers in. I think I'll get Stu's attention. I think it will. Mine would have to be, um, I think it was called Battle Valley 64. Okay. So look that up and then obviously tell me I got the title completely wrong and stuff. Because <laughs> it was a long time since I played it. But to this day, I can remember that oh, it just gets me. <laughs> Definitely. Quality game. Um, so, yeah, that's my question for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Audience, that's your homework. Awesome. Yes, yeah. homework. Yeah, your homework it. for this podcast is to... <laughs> Has anyone done that before? Well, probably. I'm not Mr. Podcast. I'm hoping to be, but I'm <laughs> not enough of them. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. So, yeah, thank you for joining us through our 2019, and we hope to hear you... Hope to hear you? Hope to speak to you again in 2020. Hopefully you'll be listening to us. And again, sorry. Yes. Uh, before we go, <laughs> I want to do a quick shout out to both Ketch and a super good Dave of the Coding Blocks podcast Slack group because they had some wonderful things to say about the show. So also, super good Dave said, hello, Squidgy. You're not going to say hello, super good Dave. Visual gags. Visual gags. Yeah. Just say oh. hello to super good Dave. Hello. Um, so, hi. Super, Waves. super good, Dave. Say it. Say it. Say it. It. Well done. Yes. <laughs> now back in the cage. Oh. No, it's Russell. He's, he's in the dungeon. I should check on him. Really. Don't know. It's been a long time. I wonder if he's still alive. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette closing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link. Games of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that was very disturbing. <laughs> I didn't accompany the thigh robbing with, I hope that sweat running down my legs.